Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very, very much. And uh, we have Ethan and McKinney we're going to go to in just a moment. We have a couple of other lines available for you, one of them for you, 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Got to admit, it's a whole lot more fun to do this program when somebody's calling. That really makes it a lot more enjoyable. So please do call 888-787-5543. Because I'm not going to be on the air tomorrow on WBAP, I want to do the SPCA of uh, Texas pet that I would have had tomorrow. They sent me two. And uh, uh, so I want want to give you the second one right now and uh, try to get him adopted. He is Milo. Milo is a terrier American pit bull mix waiting for his forever home with the SPCA of Texas. And one year ago, right about now, I had the same opinion many of you probably have when you hear the, the, the three words American pit bull. I was just not interested in hearing about pit bulls because I was afraid of them. Zeus is pit bull part pit bull i don't know what the other part of him is he only weighs about 35 pounds Uh, i think he must be part whippet because he is so fast but his head has the look of a pit bull and i have never known a sweeter kinder more loving dog Uh, i try to take 10 or 15 minutes a day he's in the garage and at this time of year, he, he's out there by himself while I'm broadcasting and such. I'm not at home. And I know it's lonely for him. And so I'll go out and just sit and, and rub his ears and pat him and, and talk to him. And he loves that. When I put my gloves on, he knows I'm coming to do that. And um, I've never had a dog. I've had 20, 23 dogs now. And I've never had a dog that was any more loving than this dog is. So I've made a wrong judgment on the pit bulls and and that influence. And people, I've said this before, and people have said that they've had the same experience. And thank you for pointing that out is is the comment that that they make. It's all in the upbringing. So this is is Milo. He's a terrier, American pit bull mix, waiting for his forever home. Just over 60 pounds. He's covered with a soft gray coat. And it's classic looking. He has a twinkle in his eye and a sly grin that lets you know this guy is looking for some fun times ahead. He's a very affectionate little pup who loves getting hugs and giving out lots of kisses. He originally came to the SPCA of Texas as a stray, and he definitely doesn't want to go, go it alone in the future. He is rather particular toward people. Milo wants to be the star of the show, so it's best if he goes to a home where he's the only dog. He seems to do well with kids, so bring everybody down to the shelter to meet Milo before an adoption takes place. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Milo has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Ellis County Animal Care Center. That's at 2570 Farm to Market 878 in Waxahachie. That's at 2570 FM. 878 in Waxahachie. The uh, uh, center is open for adoptions Tuesday through Saturday, noon until 6. I don't know about today. Uh, It's kind of a special day, you know. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. One word, spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. This is Milo, and again, he is at the SPCA Ellis County Animal Care Center, and that's 2570 Farm to Market 878 in Waxahachie. Let's get Milo a good home. And uh, that is sponsored today by the great people at Mueller. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Boy, this uh, this was an appropriate uh, ad for today. 
They've been growing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years, but now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21, and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a great Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. 877-268-3553. Mueller means more. Mueller means greenhouses. I'm Mark from Benbrook Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines now. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Ethan and McKinney, thank you for calling and thank you for waiting. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. How can I help? I have uh, several variety of fruit trees in my backyard. And uh, they can need some pruning. And I was wondering if now would be an okay time or if I needed to wait till maybe like the end of January. Uh, in most cases, it's better probably to wait at least two or three weeks from now. Um, the reason that you'll see some orchards uh, starting is because they have so many to prune and so limited uh, uh, amount of manpower. But uh, it's it's probably better to wait until mid mid January, mid to late January. You want to get it done before anything starts to have bud swell. What are they? I've got uh, a couple of plums, a couple of peaches, uh, Asian pear, a couple of jujubes. Um, okay, uh, hold hold that note and let me deal with them. Uh, okay. ju- jujubes, you don't do much pruning on. You may have to do okay. some root root pruning to keep them from spreading. Right. I, I believe you may be the first person who's ever called me who had jujubes. I'm sure you're not, but there aren't many. <laughs> so good for you. They're pretty plants. Um, They're pretty and very easy. To, yes, they are. No, no pests to speak of. No, and and uh, very interesting plants. Uh, your Asian pear, you don't want to do too much pruning on any pears, even Asian pears. What variety do you remember? Uh, Shin, Shinseiko? Shins, Shinseki. Uh, that is yeah. one that is uh, is recommended. It's it's uh, more resistant to fire blight, not not proof, not fire blight proof, but but more resistant. Um, but you you don't want to stimulate a lot of strong growth on any pair because that's when you begin to get fire blight problems. So don't okay. do a lot of pruning unless you have a, a branch that is uh, broken or rubbing against another one or something like that. Um, okay. Peaches and plums are handled uh, kind of pretty much the same way as one another. Uh, you you would do that pruning. Uh, you probably already know, but you you want them to be shaped like a big cereal bowl, with the three right. scaffold branches that come out from oh maybe 24 inches from the ground, uh, 22 to 26 inches from the ground, and you're removing anything strongly vertical. But that that pruning uh, they they're going to be the ones that leaf out pretty early, and so. Uh, you would want to get that done definitely by late January, and the pear will leaf out and and bloom pretty early. So, but but don't do much pruning on the pear. Would that uh, advice go the same for? Uh, I have a couple of maples in the yard. Um, yeah, maples, need to wait. Yeah, ma- there's there's no reason that you have to prune maples unless you have branches that are just in the wrong place. Uh, these are growing and they're they're just a little low. I need to okay. limb them up. Yeah, you can you can do that pretty much any time you need to. You could have done that during the growing season. Um, I would not do it during the the main part of the springtime, uh, just because the sap is going to be pretty active at that point. Yes, I would do that pruning. I prefer to do that kind of pruning in the winter because they're completely dormant then. Uh, how large are the branches? Oh, uh, maybe maybe two inches, All right. or maybe three. They're not not very large. 
that's pretty good size, though. That that would have enough weight that if you were, do you know about the three-step uh, approach to pruning branches? Right. Yeah. You you undercut just a little bit, and then go uh, out right. on the limb. Yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah. fine. I, I don't mean to insult anybody's intelligence, and I probably did that when I talked about pruning the peach and plum trees. Um, no, no, no. For, for other people, uh, if you're not familiar, if, if you ever saw a, a two-by-four on sawhorses, uh, if you just cut right on the line where you're trying to, to do the cut, there always is a little tab that tears off, and, and that's what we're trying to avoid on a, on a, a tree limb because that tab will tear back. And the way to do it, and, and Ethan hit it exactly right, you do an undercut out, oh, maybe um, uh, 10 or 15 inches out from the trunk. Uh, you come up about a third of the way into the bottom of the limb, not so far that your saw binds. Then you go out a few more inches, three or four, four inches farther out, and cut all the way through from the top. And the weight of the branch will pull it down, and it will pull the tab down. It will, it will break but it will only break back to that undercut. And that leaves you with a stub of 10 or 15 inches, and you can cut that back flush with the main trunk, and, and you have no no uh, tear that way. It, it makes a nice, clean cut. But I, now, I, I now have moved you up in the echelon of what does the guy know. You're up much yeah. higher now, so, so I'm not so worried. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I I don't know how, how busy you are with the callers. I, had a I have nobody about. behind you. You can tell because I'm giving you a lot more information than you really wanted. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate it. I, I enjoy speaking with you. I, uh, I've, I've got uh, an interest in uh, a variety of different fruits, uh, but one I've been trying to, to get to work is a clove currant or a buffalo currant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had not a whole lot of luck. I heard they're supposed to be hardy, but when I plant them in a trying to keep them uh, alive, the, the leaves turn purple uh, from the bottom, and then then it just kind of, they start falling off and, and it just dies. And I didn't know if it was uh, too too hot down here or something wrong with my soil. I don't uh, know. But, I'd, I'd rather tell okay. you I don't know than have you find out when I open my mouth. Uh, I'll try to okay. give you an answer. I don't know. I'll tell you who would, and that would be Dr. George Ray McEachern with Texas A&M. Or if he doesn't, then there's a, a reason, and that reason would be that they just are not at all adapted. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard my program on the sister station on WBAP on the same day of the Super Bowl. Uh, I turned my entire program over to fruit and pecan as the uh, fruit and pecans as the topic. Uh, because that is not my strong suit. I, my, I was trained with both my degrees in ornamental horticulture. And so I asked George Ray, this will be our 42nd year of working together on this on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I would suggest you call him. I've already lined him up for that day. He's retired okay. now. I caught him one year when he was still sleeping in. We had, had to wait for him to wake up. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I will said, that be in the morning? Yeah, it's from eight until ten on WBAP eight twenty a.m. and okay. uh, and and uh, if I know you're going to listen, I will give him a heads up and and tell him that clove current will uh, uh, will be a question to be asked, and he'll be ready. That would be uh, that would be wonderful. I'll, I'll definitely try to give him a, a call then. Yeah, that'd be great. I, he would he would welcome that. I also, if you. Uh, if you subscribe to my eGardens newsletter, I will be putting a, a note in there that George Ray will be on with me, and I invite people to send questions to me uh, to ask him, and, and when we get a little odd piece of time, uh, I sneak them in, and uh, and it, it's a, a way that I can guarantee you that I'd, I'd be able to get you a, a, your question asked. So uh, that's okay. another, another opportunity. All right, well. Thank you so much for your time and for uh, for your advice. I really appreciate it. How long have you lived in McKinney? I will be it'll be three and a half years uh, good. right now, so before in the summer. That's great. Well, we're glad you're here. My wife uh, serves on the school board in McKinney and has for 39 years now, and and uh, we are pretty well vested in the city. We, we like McKinney very, very much, so we're glad you're here. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you, you so take, much. You take care. Be well. Thank you. Merry Christmas. All right. That line is open as they all are.
Let me spell all, A-L-L. Give me a call, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Call right now, if you will, please. I think we can get you in. I believe we can work you in if you talk nice to Mike Bass. Mike, you busy? (laughs) Nope, nope. Uh, My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Love to have you... uh, Take a look at it if you're interested. This is not a hard sell on this one because our office is closed until January 3. We'll reopen on January 3rd. Um, We're just kind of shut down after, oh, the chaos of the last month or so. It's really been hectic. But all the books went out, all the books that were bought as part of a special promotion we did for the Denton State Support Living Center over on WBAP, they're all out in the mail, should have been delivered by now. I just am grateful to all of you who have shown interest, been interested in the book, and thank you for that. Um, If you don't have it yet, if you want to see what it's all about, go to my website, neilsperry.com, and you can uh, take a look. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas, 344 pages, 840 of my photos. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar that will pay for the 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 book it'll make it worth your while Uh, it tells you when to plant prune fertilize and spray all of your plants for every county in texas the book is normally 38.95 my early spring special to you is 36.95 and i'll leave that in place for a little while so that's uh, that's the offer and it's all uh, visible to you at neilsperry.com n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Thank you, sir, very, very much. Let me tell you about Callaway's Nursery right now, and I do this with a great deal of joy because these are great people, a great place, great place to shop. I hope you'll get in. I hope hope there'll be a place that you get used to shopping frequently uh, in the new year. Cyclamen, a wonderful cool-weather plant, is waiting for you at your neighborhood Callaway's Nursery. Whether you use them indoors in containers on a bright windowsill or in a protected area in the garden, Cyclamen provide rich splashes of red, white, pink, and lavender. And you'll be dazzled by the variety of colors, and their big 6-inch pots are on sale for 20% off. Uh, these are one of the best flowers to enhance containers on your porch or patio this time of year with their petite swept-back petals atop heart-shaped leaves. The blooms, together with the enticing foliage, make them a cheerful, eye-catching indoor plant as well. And uh, I'm going to just interject a couple thoughts on cyclamen that are not in my notes that were sent to me by Callaway's. They can stand light frost, maybe 30 degrees, 31. You don't want to leave them out when it's really cold. You need to bring them into a cool room in your house. They prefer cool weather, uh, not uh, not 72 or 74 degrees by the fireplace. But uh, you also don't want to put them out in, in hard freezes. Oh, my. But, uh, oh, my goodness, they're beautiful. Anybody who has seen a cyclamen has bought it and tried it. They are that beautiful. They're gorgeous plants. 
and the ones that Callaway's gets are the prettiest you'll find anywhere. When planting your beautiful new cyclamen in containers, give them an extra boost with Callaway's premium potting soil for containers. That's a great potting soil for all your container plants. Your cyclamen will flourish with regular applications of Callaway's premium flower food. Simply apply it once a month to give your cyclamen, pansies, snaps, and other cool season flowers their monthly vitamins for bigger, brighter, happier blooms. Shop at any of their 22 community stores, including their location in Prosper, or order online. That Prosper location's their newest location. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6 for your shopping convenience. I rather suspect they'll be closing uh, maybe not all the way at 6 tonight. Give them a break. But that's Callaway's. That's my that's my call. Don't wait till 5.50 to go in. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. They're great people. Callaway's Nursery. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for your outdoor grilling needs, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. I am a blessed broadcaster. All of my lines are filled right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna work right through them. Thank you for that, and uh, and try to help as quickly as I can. Mike and Rockwall's up first. Mike, how can I help you? Hello, Neil. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas well, to you. Thank you. What's your opinion on pecans? I know you live in a pecan forest of a Lakota or a Pawnee. Um. Pawnee would probably be okay. Lakota, I uh, have not heard much said about it uh, in our area. Uh, Cata would be first choice if you can find it. It always sells out quickly. Uh-huh. It's, it's very disease-resistant and a very high-quality pecan. Um, Desirable is still very good in our area, 110 years after it was introduced. Um, why those two? Well, I have one. I, I have a Pawnee, and uh, the book I was reading said you need it listed the varieties to cross pollinate. And my question was, if I didn't want to do that, will a native pecan cross pollinate? And yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, then there's no problem because they got a bunch of wild pecans around. Yeah, and- and pecan pollen goes a long, long ways. So, yeah, you won't have any problem. It's it's going to be there. Okay. And the next one is a, a Italian uh, plum, Italian prune plum, they call them. Uh, you, you got any thoughts on that? Have you I, ever had any experience? No, they're not. I don't know why it wouldn't be recommended. I would suggest to you the same thing I did on the uh, – on the uh, clove current that you uh, wait and, and ask George Ray about that. That's uh, okay. more mm-hmm. in his uh, wheelhouse. But I will tell you that when people start getting away from the A&M recommended varieties into things that you don't hear about very often um, and, and that are not recommended very often, like Santa Rosa plums, for example, uh, or, or the other uh, pears and the other uh, uh uh, plums you're you're just you're better off going back to the the ones that are recommended if you really want fruit to produce you're, you're much better off staying and in the case of plums it may be the chilling hours there may be a, a, a that may not be the right number of chilling hours if you're familiar right. with that phrase yeah is if, uh is right now a good time to transplant a arnelli stevens it, it was put in in my house two years ago and we're redoing the front, and I was going to move it to the back. Do those transplant well, and it's yes. about four foot tall? Oh, yeah, it would transplant very easily. It's not going to be too much bigger than the original soil ball. But, yeah, this is the time to do that, any time okay. in the next uh, five or six weeks. All righty, then. Well, have a Merry Christmas, and thank you for the info. Thank you. I don't know if you've uh, uh, ever looked at Ozark Premier as a, as a, as a plum variety. It's not pretty, but it is the sweetest, most wonderful plum in the in history. It is just so okay. good and I'll well check ad- out. and very well adapted here. Very well adapted. Thank you for the call, Mike. Very Thank much you. appreciate that. Let me take one more. Uh, we're going to uh, postpone our uh, tiny garden tip one call, and uh, we'll take Alan and Azel, Greg and Prosper. If you will, uh, if you will, let me do the tiny garden tip in a moment. We'll we'll get to you too. I'm so grateful for your calls, Alan and Azel. This is Neil. How can I help you? I have a question. Uh, 
I live in Parker County, and I've I've been in a house for 40 years. And this old house I had had St. Augustine part of the grass, and part of it was Bermuda. Now we built a new house next door, and I'm trying to sod it. And so they had to redo the dirt, you know, because they were excavating a little and such. And they put sand on as the last coat of dirt was sand. So I've been trying to get some annual ryegrass to start, and it's real sporadic. It's it's I put it out several times before rain. It's not doing too much. Is there something else I should try just to get a little ground cover and try to keep it from washing, you know? I, I don't think you're going to get anything to, to germinate at the temperature the soil is going to be once it thaws out from this, this cold. Um, the, the turf people will tell you that you need to have your ryegrass planted by, by November, uh, Mm -hmm. perennial rye will germinate a little bit better Mm -hmm. in cooler soils than annual rye will, but not at Mm -hmm. these temperatures. Uh, just to have stated it also, perennial rye is not perennial here. It dies out in May, just like annual does. It's more expensive. It's harder to find and, and it's beautiful. It's a finer texture but it is way too late to expect anything to germinate in these temperatures. Now, what will happen is the seed will sit out there if it doesn't wash away or if the birds don't eat it, and it'll germinate in February. But that's that's kind of after the fact in this case. You may have all that erosion between now and then. There's just yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like when the space shuttle comes back in, there's that whatever it is, 17 minutes or 7 minutes, whatever it is, where they have no contact with it. It's, it's about a two-month period where we can't get anything to to uh, establish in, in turf, and it's... Yeah, I, just, I tried to put it out. I started in about 1st of November, and I've got a little here and there, but it's real spotty, so yeah. you think I should, in a couple of months, try that, or should I, at what point should I go ahead and go with Bermuda later, or would you suggest something else just to well, get Well, Bermuda a, would have to wait till mid-April. Um, okay. I think you have to make the decision of how how much am I willing to put up with? You know, you could you you can do sod earlier. You could do sod in March, but there's mm-hmm. there's not much point in putting anything out in late December, January. Uh, if okay. you if you had if you had um, a driveway, I'm 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 concocting something here. If you were on a slope and the driveway was down the down the hill from the slope and you were having erosion into the drive, therefore into the garage, therefore into the house, and you had to stop it, you could get sod and put it across the slope to, to stop the erosion. And mm-hmm. Bermuda planted that way it might might establish over the winter and, and come spring, but there's also a great risk of losing it. Putting anything out there in January just because you have flat, bare ground is pretty much a waste of time, I think. Okay. Alrighty, thank you very much. I wish I had a better answer for you. It's just too cold. So right. good luck with it, Alan. Yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas also, by the way. Yeah, kind of, by the way, it's Christmas Eve, I, I remember here. So anyway, Greg, you're coming up right on the other side of the tiny garden tip. Let me tell you about Arborological Services, the experts at your trees deserve your trees deserve the best tree care you can give them because they represent the the most important asset to your landscape they are worth a great deal in the resale value of your home but even before that they are worth a great deal in your recreational value of your home and even before that they are worth a great deal in the energy conservation of your home think about how much shade is is worth in energy savings inside your house in the summertime. Your trees are valuable assets in the beauty of your landscape, just the enjoyment of your landscape. Arborological Services knows how to how to take care of your trees properly. Their people are all tra- trained tree experts. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists on their staff. They are college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Three of their people have been selected as arborists of the year for the state of Texas, and they have a 13-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion leading one of their crews. Everything about this company is just impressive. They're the only people who will ever touch the, the Sperry trees. That's how much I believe in this company. Arborological Services, A-R-B-O-R-I, logical. It's a forestry term. It's not a cutesy term. It's a forestry term. All right, so the phone number. They are strictly local, but they have a toll-free number, 866 866- 
The website is arborological.com, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter at The Tree Experts. It's Arborological Services. Interact with us on Facebook as well as on Twitter at 570-KLIF. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF, KLIF.com. I surely hope you'll sign up for our free weekly electronic newsletter called Neil Sperry's eGardens. If you'd like to see what it looks like before you sign up for it, I leave a couple of archived examples on my website, the most recent examples. It went out actually a couple days early this week because I wanted to get it out in anticipation of the cold spell. Go to neilsperry.com and then click on eGardens, and that's where you sign up for it, but it's also where you see uh, the most recent issues. And click on those. Take a look. And I think you'll say, hey, I do want that. It is free and always will be. Next week's edition will celebrate the, the end of the 18th year of eGardens. We'll begin our 19th year. Uh, there always is a featured plant of the week. There always is uh, a uh, section called Gardening This Weekend where I point out the things you need to do in the ensuing uh, three or four days. And there always is the Q&A section where I answer your garden questions and a couple of other stories as well. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You can see it. You can sign up for it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Horticultural research does pay off for gardeners. Let's talk about a couple of variations of turf research at Texas A&M. When I was a kid growing up in College Station, the Astrodome came out, and one of our neighbors was charged with the responsibility of finding a shade-tolerant grass that could be used in the Astrodome. The test consisted of rows of shaded cold frames with many different types of Bermuda. Final conclusion was that live grass just wasn't going to work, and that led to the development of AstroTurf and other artificial turf. Then a few years later, we had St. Augustine decline move into our state. This horrible virus moved across Texas from the lower Rio Grande Valley beginning in the late 1960s. By the mid-70s, it had spread into the Metroplex. Research found Raleigh, St. Augustine, and Texas A&M Research proved it would do well in our state. I have more gardening tips for you each week in eGardens, my free Thursday evening electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. This hour and the previous hour, sponsored by Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, and uh, they are the place for grilling also. They have people who really know grilling, who really love grilling, and they will explain grilling to you. You go in the front door and you say, I need to talk to somebody about grilling, and they will find that person right then and there. They know grilling because they sell all the great brands, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more. Let them show you your choices. You'll love grilling while the weather is wonderful. It's going to become wonderful once again. Wasn't so wonderful two days ago, was it, or yesterday? But it's about to become wonderful again. Ace is a place for all your grills, accessories, and fuel needs this holiday season. You can buy just the right gift for somebody on your list. If they have a grill and if they love grilling, go to Ace Hardware. Get them a gift card, if nothing else. Let them go buy their own uh, uh, nice uh, uh, grilling accessories or maybe a grill. You get free assembly and delivery on grills of more than $399 for Ace Rewards members at participating locations only. See your local Ace Hardware store for help in picking just the right grill for your needs. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, the staff, also members of your community. You'll be working with people you already know. That's why I'm proud to have the 40 North Texas Ace Hardware Store sponsoring me. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I'm Dave Williams, KLIF News and Information in the Morning. Amy Shadroff and I have been working together for almost 11 years. It has been a pure pleasure to help you get ready for your weekdays. So for both of us, Merry Christmas. Hope you'll stay with us Monday through Friday, 5 until 9 in the morning on KLIF. 
You might be thinking about replacing your old window treatments with beautiful plantation-style shutters, and I have a recommendation for you, and it's based on the last several days. You keep your sunburst shutters shut in the cold weather, and the drafts stay out. They are energy efficient. They are fabulous. They use an engineered wood substitute called Polywood, P-O-L-Y, Polywood. It's designed specifically for shutter application. Now, plantation-style shutters means that they have large louvers, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, or four-and-a-half-inch louvers. And the Polywood means that they're warp-proof, crack-proof, waterproof, and termite-proof. They're easy to clean, and they're environmentally friendly. There's a lifetime warranty that comes with them, and they are truly green products. They are just wonderful. We have them at our home. We've had them for 12 years now, and we're thrilled. I think you will be, too. Let them come to your home. They'll bring samples, hold them up in the windows, and they'll help you decide which of the louver size best fits your decor and your needs. The larger the louver, the fewer lines you see when they're wide open. Uh, and uh, so it, it kind of deter- is determined by what else you have in the room and, and what you're trying to uh, look out at. Excuse that grammar. Uh, we had other louvered doors already in, in place in a couple of our rooms, and so we went with the three-and-a-half-inch louver size. They look fabulous. Oh, and the other thing you need to know is that every sunburst shutter is custom-made for every window in your home. Each window gets its own specific shutter. Sunburst shutters, nice people. Oh, and they're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Give them a call at 214-343-2601. There's absolutely nobody at that number right now. 214-343-2601. Wait until probably Tuesday to call. 214-343-2601, but you can look online right now at sunburstshutters.com. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. And now, finally, Greg from Prosper is coming up next, right now. If you'd like to call, we have two lines open at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Greg, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Neil. Merry Christmas. Thank you. How can I help? Hey, uh, I've got three quick things for you. Um, I've got perennial hibiscus that I planted this time last year. Uh, had a wonderful year with them. Now that we've had the hard freeze, uh, obviously all the leaves are off, stalks are starting to turn. Would I cut those at the base, at the ground, and cover with mulch? Or do I just leave them alone? No, you need to cut them down uh, to, oh, maybe an inch or two from the ground. And uh, just to leave the stems as markers as to where they are. I don't know that you'd ever forget where they are, but just that's what I do anyway. And uh, take all the stubble out, and uh, you can cover them with mulch if, if you wish. That will help reduce the weed population, if nothing else, and it makes the garden look nice and, and neutral. Um, they are completely, totally, absolutely winter-hardy. Uh, they, are, they are grown on the shores of Lake Erie. So that's pretty winter hardy if you're watching the Cleveland Browns game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, second thing, the second thing is um, for the rest of the perennials that I have uh, in my different beds, mm-hmm. do I mulch over those as well? I mean, I cover the plants that now have, like I've got some geraniums, um, some different types of perennials. Do I, just cover those as well with mulch to protect them over the winter time as well, or is that just a cosmetic thing? It's it's plant by plant. I hate to give you that kind of an answer. Uh, the hardy geraniums are are winter hardy for the most part. I don't think you'd have to cover them. Mulch is always a good idea because it, it conserves moisture. Um, plants can dry out really quickly when you have weather like we've had the last three days. There's a, a freeze-dry um thing that happens i thought my landscape was very well watered when it started freezing and when i've been taking zeus out to let him run and and uh, get exercise i've noticed that the ground looks really dry i doubt that it is but it's so hard i can't not not about to go out with a shovel and look 
but it just <laughs> looks like it's dry even though it was properly watered ahead of time. So, um, you know, mulching would, would help. I'm just talking about in ground cover okay. beds. Uh, mulching would help that. Now, there are perennials that are, are winter tender. For example, I will give you a very specific example. Uh, the um, Mexican bush salvia, salvia leucantha, doesn't make it through very many of our winters, and, and you would had to have had it mulched if you had any hope of it coming through uh, this, uh, this cold spell. Gold Star Esperanza is, I can't imagine that it would make it through this, even mulched. But uh, those, are, those are examples of things that, that would benefit in a normal winter, whatever that is, uh, with, with being mulched. Sure. Um, and I called you last year. I uh, had a banana plant question, uh, and I, I think I was too late in calling you. I lost them over the winter. Uh, I'm interested in planting them again by the pool. I've looked at a, a dwarf variety to plant, but in terms of, I, I don't hear you talk a lot about that plant, uh, just in terms of care. So say I go with them again in the spring, I plant them, uh, come fall, wintertime, you know, do I actually cut them down before a freeze or do I let a freeze hit them and then no, cut I would, them off? I would let the first freeze kill them back and wait a couple okay. of days. The, the tissues will turn to mush and dry up very, yes. very rapidly, just like cannas do. And, and once it's dry three or four days after the freeze, you can go out with uh, some grass shears or something and, and just trim them and clean them up. And then that's the time to pile mulch or, or shredded tree leaves up over the, the crowns. And, okay. and they, I would definitely mulch them. That's a good example. That oh. and my Mexican bush salvia. Those are two plants that do have a chance of coming through, and mulching will greatly help that. The first freeze is likely to be uh, 31.3 degrees, you know, just barely freezes, and, and it'll take them down. Uh, it's not likely to be 10 degrees. I don't know if you've been hearing uh, this this past week of this was not a record low for the date, uh, that that came, uh, gosh, almost 40 years ago. December 23, 1989, it went four below zero at my house in McKinney. And oh, wow. that was that was the first freeze that year. You think that did some damage? That was awful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I lost my whole St. Augustine lawn. We had a family reunion the next July, and I was planting anything that would be green by by may trying to get something out there so anyway that's uh, uh but but normally i would just let the first freeze kill those things down to the ground for me yeah they 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 they, they freeze got them they they turned they turned to mush mm-hmm. it took for, took forever for them to dry out and then I, yeah. I i did not cover them and then i lost them so Mm-hmm. Um, and then one final thing, Neil. I'm sorry. Last thing I promise. Fine, you're doing on fine. Roses. I have nobody behind uh-huh. you. <laughs> okay, talk well, as long on, as you want. <laughs> <laughs> try. I'll try not to do that. I promise. Yeah. Um, on on roses, um, I got some real sambas, some really nice roses that I planted in the spring. Um, do I need to do anything with them in terms of cutting them back, or do I just leave them alone? You prune roses by, uh, and this is just generic information, bush roses by 50% um, okay. in, in the first two weeks of February. And you always, want oh, the, okay. you always want the cut to be to an outside bud so that you're opening up the center of the plant. Um, okay. And, and so that, that advice is, I haven't given that advice in so many years, and I'll tell you why in a moment. You probably already know. Um, a rose rosette. Yeah. There haven't been any healthy roses to prune, but uh, right. that that advice is just across the board. Uh, knockouts would be a, a kind of a side step on that one because they're they're so uh, stemmy that it's awfully hard to do them branch by branch. But that's that's what you would do, uh, and when you would do it. Uh, okay, well that's yeah. easy to remember. My my daughter's birthday is on Valentine's Day, so that's the perfect second week of February, and yep. that's when go. I'll uh, yeah that's when I'll go ahead and do that. So. Um, I appreciate it, Neil. Well, glad to, glad to have you come. Thanks for waiting on me. It took a little while to get you on the air, and I appreciate your patience. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's okay. Have a wonderful week. Merry, Thank you. Merry Thank Christmas you. to you as well, Neil. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that opens all lines. I have uh, time for probably one more call after, after this break. So uh, let me uh, tell you about my book. Um, not particularly, I guess I am trying to sell the book, but 
not any big urgent thing because I'm not going to be able to mail it until uh, Gretchen can generate labels, and she's off next week. Poor Gretchen deserves deserves the time. She has worked really hard trying to get all the labels ready and everything else. Um, and thank you to all of you who have ordered the book, and I think every book got delivered on time by Christmas. There may have been some that were picked up um, at the last minute or whatever. I don't know. Some of those things are done. She she has some signed copies or had that were here at the office. I'm broadcasting from my office now um, that she mailed out. I know people say, oh, I don't care if it gets here by Christmas. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, I think everything that was ordered and promised to be there by Christmas got there by Christmas. Hope so. Um, my book has... Uh, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It was done. Um, I, I self-published it. I didn't want to work with a, a publishing house. I just was totally done with publishing houses. They bring committees in of people you never saw before, and then you begin to realize most of those came out of the uh, business office. They didn't come from the editorial side. They came from the business side. And I get this picture. How can we squeeze this thing out and milk it for all it's worth and have as few pages as few photos. In this case, I didn't do that. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and yet it still is selling at, uh, well, regular price, $38.95. I have it on a special for early spring for $36.95. And it's a hardback on high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio. All of that normally would add the cost up to be a lot more than that if it went through stores and Amazon and all of that, but I, I chose just to sell it right from my own garage where Zeus the dog and I signed the copies and I put it in boxes and take it to the post office and it's all just self-published. I've been happy with that and uh, I, I, I think you will be too. Satisfaction fully guaranteed or full refund and with about 76,000, 77,000 out there, not one request for refund yet. Take a look at it. It's at my website. That's where you would order it now since you can't call the office until the 3rd of January. Take a look at it and see what you think. If you want to buy it, go ahead and I'll mail it on the on the 3rd of January. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. All right, Tommy, thank you very, very much. He is our pastor. That's our church, and I'm proud to to donate that airtime to get the message out, sharingtheheart.org. There are services. There are still many services yet today and tonight, uh, 7, I think at 9, and I know at 11, I think there are two or three others between now and 7. It's a beautiful church, historic church, First United Methodist Church, at 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney. Come join us, won't you please? It's just old-fashioned church, beautiful church. The ever-shifting soil here in North Texas is responsible for more foundation damage than any other single factor. And if you're worried about your foundation, if it went over there in the summer and now it's over here in the winter, and you say, well, what am I going to do? You're going to call Advanced Foundation Repair, and you're going to let them come out and see if there is a foundation problem. Um, it, it happens more often than you, might be, uh, you, than you might expect when they tell the homeowner, you don't have a foundation problem. Uh, that's nice news, and I've had a lot of people who have 
drop me notes to say that's what they told me. And I'm really grateful for your recommendation of Advanced Foundation Repair. I've been advertising for them for 27 years. They have worked on my home once, and they worked on an old historic building that we owned for 24 years in downtown McKinney once. And they did beautiful work on both of those buildings. Advanced Foundation Repair. You get a guarantee of their work that is transferable from owner to owner to owner when you have them work on your home. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. The phone number for the free home inspection is 214-333-0003. The website is plural. It's foundationrepairs.com. Foundationrepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. I'm Alan from Hewlin Ace Hardware. When you need reliable garden and plant help, come by and ask for Karen. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Alan, very, very much. He's another one of the leaders out of the 40 uh, stores that we have. You've heard Mark, you've heard JJ, and now you've heard Alan. Those are their three leaders in North Texas. Uh, Very quick message before we go to Linda in Dallas. Uh, I want to remind you, I won't have uh, my program tomorrow morning on WBAP for obvious reasons. And so I won't have Steve Huddleston on the air with me. Uh, But I just want you to know that we're into the last couple of weeks of Lightscape. It ends on January 8. Lightscape illuminates evenings at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden with more than one million lights and tunnels and fires and sculptures, blue bonnets and custom-designed artistic installations synchronized with music throughout a spectacular one-mile walking trail. Tickets and parking passes can be purchased on the for, on the garden's website, fwbg.org. Fwbg.org. You can find the dates that are available, and uh, you can get your tickets that way. You could become a member of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and uh, that has a lot of benefits as well. And uh, that's fwbg.org. So, all kinds of uh, different things that you can do. Um, I guess uh, uh, I guess Brit.org is also a possible a way there, a sister of uh, the Botanical Research Institute of Texas, Brit.org. Let me go to Linda in Dallas. Linda, I have less than a minute. I've, I got lost in time there. You want to know what to do with uh, lantanas, is that correct? Uh, yes, Neil. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, my, my beautiful lantanas come back bigger and better every year. And now that we've had this big freeze, I'm just looking for my best practices for uh, now, between now and spring when they come back. What what I normally would do is the same as with the hibiscus, the hardy hibiscus the gentleman asked about. I would cut them off after the first freeze, not necessarily this late after a hard freeze, but I'd cut them back to about an inch and I'd mulch over them with shredded tree leaves. You could still do that. Hopefully they'll come back. This one was a pretty severe freeze, so... But that's what I would do and keep them well watered. They'll be late to come back out. Folks, i got to run. Merry Christmas to you all. We will be back next week, same time. Happy gardening.